0: ghost man show on albionradio.com are you looking for something unusual why not try and the ghost detecting stone on amberton it turns red if a ghost is nearby if you're undertaking a paranormal investigation sometime in the near future here's something you may want to put into your kit this stone allegedly detects the presence of ghosts they can light Get it right from Amazon, Mayfire, by the Japanese company Solid Alliance. The device called Baktek Visakin purports to indicate via, via colorful lights whether there are any supernatural beings surrounding you, you at any given time. Whether or not it actually works remains to be seen. I've gone, this is a little fun toy to look at. According to the press release, a recent edition of Paragatec, which the device published on February twenty, uh, 2019, Solid Light's first ghost detector was introduced at hand in 2005. It apparently became a big hit in the subculture market in the country, with lots of ghost reports being sent to the company media. More than 200,000 of devices were sold in Japan. Even more, then... Solid Alliance had pretty early released new editions of their ghost detectors, including a little little device. S. News 24 reports the name of the device. It's a sort of elaborate, port. a meant to bakatan means from, comes from a lake represented by characters, a type of yukai or monster, and tanned to search intentionally through. That's why, in fact, ukebeke okay, is often translated into English as ghost. The word more specifically refers not to spirits of the dead, but to uh, all the supernatural character, characters who might, in fact, still be alive. of shape-shifting. Riskei, however, means awry or spirit, or seike, or stone. So altogether, Vesky translates roughly as the stone that searches for ghosts. And that, it seems, is usually no likely to books to do. It claims to search of unusual paranormal activity, inform you about what's going on around you, based on a colour-coded light system. The stone lights up green. When well, there's something unusual around, it turns blue if there's an angel present. It turns red if there's a ghost in the area. It also turns blue, glow blue, green or yellow. The blue-green color is esteemed between the green and blue lights of the spectrum of the possible outcomes, and yellow one covering the space between red and red, green and red. However, it's not totally clear what these two colors might mean. Better to measure two is also three different modes, which can operate search mode, which is activated by pressing a button on the device, functions as the stone manual mode you want to check an area if, you, if you're currently standing, press the button to activate this mode and hang tight for a few minutes. First, the device will make a beeping sound while the light flashes for a few minutes. Then the light will eventually settle on a specific colour, indicating what's going on or what's not going on, as the case may be, where you're located. Automatic search mode, will meanwhile, scans the environment every 10 minutes and gives you a reading based on what it finds. Barrier mode may well allegedly protects you from the spirits. Though it's not clearly clear how it does so. It might be more of a passive mode an active one. Turn on barrier code, press the button. hold button for five seconds. But it does it actually work? Well that's for a debate. Have you ever heard of the book Mystery of the Ultra Book? U R A N TIA, among the countless founders of historic, spiritual and physiological works of literature emerged during the 20th century the Ultra Book. It is not only one of the most popular, it is considered by Harris to be one of the most accurate revelations regarding the nature of God and spiritual things that have been authorised. most generally agreed upon the manuscripts of the on the basis of the book emerged from Chicago in the late 1920s. No one is sure who the authors are book offers the idea that contents originated by the way of a group of celestial beings were assignment to provide mankind with advanced truth regarding God and the spiritual world. The ultra book, an overview. According to the text, the word ultra Adria, is another name for the planet Earth. Some of the primary themes discussed in the book. Include the meaning and origin of life, humanity's role and position in the universe, God's relationship to mankind, and several biological details of the life of Jesus. The book itself is quite lengthy, weighing over in over 2,000 pages. Its contents are divided into four main sections. Part 1. The Centre, and Superverses. This section that goes into detail regarding the various levels of creation, emphasizing the highest order of supernatural beings, priming the divine trinity comprised of God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Spirit. Throughout the book, the tentative details are frequently used as those beings of universal Father, total and infinite Spirit, respectively, Part 2. The Local Universe. This section describes the activities of beings and personalities and sphere locality known as Nimblebon. The area of a universe that contains planet Earth and other related cosmic entities. Several narratives are presented regarding the goings on of created beings including angels, humans and others. Part 3. The History of Rantaran. This section explores various aspects of cosmology, including a proposed explanation how the universe began, how human beings came into existence, and what type of future and ultimate destination is in store for mankind. Several biblical figures emerge in this section, including Melchizedek. as well as Adam and Eve. Part 5, the, the Life and Teaching of Jesus. This section is widely considered the most impressive and successful part of the entire book. Yeah. It is also the largest, comprising over 750, 775 pages worth, biological details, regarding, biological details sorry, regarding the life of Jesus Christ, including his early childhood, teenage and adult years. There are more details regarding his family while growing up. Zuker's clear in this section. More well-known aspects of the life of Christ, including the events that led up to his crucifixion, bodily death. Bodily death is so circled with resurrection. This section also discusses several grievances Jesus made to various people as he rose to the dead, as well as certain details regarding the day of Pentecost. A final element in this section offers some insights called a faith for God, a description how Jesus himself operated faith towards God. The book of Ultra itself is published and maintained by all the and known as the Ultra and Foundation, as established in 1950, and puts itself to be co a text of the Ultra book. Perhaps the most intriguing aspect of the Ultra book is the mystery of altarship. The book in itself claims to be authored by initial beings, which means the incum- incum- of its inception, the Ultra Foundation own website offers little practical help as it puts forth a for lengthy and somewhat convoluted explanation regarding how the Ultra Papers were through various agents. Hauntings on cruise. People go on cruises to enjoy themselves, who are considered by many as a uh, form of luxury. But what happens when you find... It's haunted. One cruise ship that's gotten a bit of talk around surrounding alleged haunting is a Norwegian cruise liner, the Norwegian Dawn. It's a 965 foot, 15 deck vessel that started service in 2002, which specializes in Caribbean cruises. And incidentally, the Bermuda Triangle. He's known for his elaborate whole art, spacious rooms, luxurious amenities, but among all the other opulent scenic visas of azure waters, white sand beaches, and island paradise, there's something creepy and very spooky about. It probably makes sense some way, because there have been several deaths aboard the show over the years, including one woman who fell from the upper balconies to come crashing to a death on the deck below it is the ghost of this woman who is said to be the most active here described as being a young woman with blonde hair she is said to be particularly like to wonder about the ninth and tenth floors of the ship believed to be the adrenal area from which she fell or of doom guests have reported seeing her walk along only vanish into thin air right before their eyes or see her climb Upon the balcony to leap it off. In more frightening encounters, the ghostly woman appears in the guest rooms, in particular, nine five oh six two one oh six two six one oh six two eight. One witness called Dustman left to report on site Goose Critic with strange appearance. Experience in room or nine oh nine five oh six, which he says is something different for everyone to chew on. My wife, who is a psych- psychotherapist, is convinced that 9506 has some harmless ghost messing about in there. She claims that the dividing curtain between the bedroom and the living room was picked up, as if by hand, held up and dropped a few seconds later. I never saw it, but she positive it happened right in front of her eyes. She is mentally a health professional. I have nothing but good vibes that were there. And so did she. Don't didn't seem unpleasant, or unkind, or whatever, or whatever it was. But she said, there was no gusts, no wind, no nothing. Just picked up from the floor, right three foot, held it up, then the curtain dropped. Weird. This report was moving from the general consensus. The ghost is not malevolent or frightening in any way. It had been spectacular that she didn't know she was dead, but spooky all the same. Another report comes to a commentator known as Kevin we had two connecting balcony rooms, 10626 and 10628. My wife and I were in 10626, and my sister-in-law and her boyfriend, Rob, were in 10628. During the day, we kept the connecting door open and closed at night. We also have an open balcony, so one long balcony. Friday night, we went to bed. During the night, Rob rolled over and went to put his arm around Judy, but it was not where she went to roll over to see if he'd moved to the other side of the bed. As he started to roll, he seen a woman sitting at the edge of the bed. He thought it was Judy, and he said, What are you doing? Judy was on the other side of him and said, sleeping. Then he realised it wasn't Judy, he continued looking at her. She was a woman, blonde, shoulder-length hair. He thought it was my wife, Nancy, then, who is was blown with shoulder-haired hair. He said, Nancy, is there in there? What do you need, what need Nancy? Judy said, Rob, you're talking in your sleep. Rob said, no, I'm not sleeping. That, then the woman stood up and had a light around her. She was smiling at him. Then he continued smiling, and he said that she floated towards the closets in the room. She then disappeared in front of the closets. There are supposedly other ghosts aboard the Norwegian Dawn, as well as often seen along, going on a business if still alive, as some cases spectral forms can even be seen, cleaning rooms or cooking the kitchen late at night, after staff have gone home, only to evaporate into thin air. There have been many reports of such activity made by not only guests, but paranormal investigators who come to check the area out and do a little ghost hunting. One paranormal investigator, Annie Baruri, for the ghost show Ghost Hunters, was on a cruise from New Orleans to Mexico when some others, as she says, of a bizarre experience on the ship. We had a knocking on the door. Three rats led down the hall, each door as a steward with checking the rooms. No one in the bit all. It happened. It happened for a couple of minute hours and on our TV went nuts for all. mostly Most of the activity was during the night of the storm. Another cruise ship claimed to be haunted. A vessel of windsurf. A five-foot behemoth Known for being one of the largest selling cruise ships in the world. And it's also one of the most haunted. The ship's spa area is said to be frequented by shadow figures. And moving objects. Lights flickering on and off. And water facets turning on and off by themselves. A you know, common reported phenomenon around the ship as anonymous noises and odours. A few of the eerie tales aboard. a line that was by the cruise ship worker Brian David Burns in his book Cruise La Carte. They are pretty odd indeed. One account shared was given by Bums, another crew member, who explained to him, I noticed things moving around the deck. A lot. But you know the melon slices we keep in the urn of the drinking water? He- heard a go or something and looked up and in the direction, in the blink of an eye, they vanished. Then splat, right in front of me, right in the middle of the desk, the melons reappeared. Soaked all your paperwork and everything another time. I was doing your paperwork about midnight and a guest walked right past me. I saw her clearly as she pa- passed. middle aged long brown hair and a t-shirt that made her look cl- chunky. I told her we were closed for the night, and we had just walked through this bar into Natalie's massage bar room. I moved, I followed right behind her, calling out. I was angry, actually, because I had a bad time with stupid passengers complaining all day. I was going to give this lady a piece of my mind. When I got to Natalie's room, I flipped. The light switched on. Nobody was there. There are apparently numerous other sightings along these lines, both crew and guests alike. Coming through several areas of the ship, Burns goes on to claim, "The wind surf has more residential gl- ghosts than merely in the spa." The ghost director, the cruise director, and the shore excursion manager both swore they seen an apparition floating in the hallway outside a purser's office midship. The specter was a shadowy yet overt outline of a man, from waist up. Both knew instinctively it was a male, for no features could be seen on the Hazy Head. By far, probably the most famous ordered cruise, line is none other than the HMS Queen Mary. During World War II, it saw active service as a warship initially. Painted a dull grey colour, the ship became known as the Grey Ghost, and played an active part in ca- carrying large numbers of troops as it outrun enemy subs with its carrying capacity. Carrying it modified for the purpose. Indeed, by the end of the war, the HMS Queen Mary could trend, would transport around 800,000 troops and set the record for the most people ever put on a floating vessel, at one point carrying a staggering 16,683 people at one time. After this illustrious career as a military transport vehicle, the HMS Queen Mary reverted back to a luxury cruiser After war, a job continued to do until the 1960s when a popularity of passion liners began to wane. The ship was eventually decommissioned in 1967, after which it moored a Long Beach, California, and turned into a floating museum hotel. That's an illustrious career of the great HMS Queen Mary, with a total of 1,001 transatlantic voyages under its belt and various military accolades. It marked upon history assured however the story ledgering of vessel does not end there and there, decades since we been permanently docked the Hampshire men's queen Mary has acquired quite a sinister airy reputation of being intensely haunted. Tales tells the haunting paranormal phenomena aboard the Queen HMS of Mary, almost as famous as the colourful history. In a way it makes sense that there should be more remote ghostly appearances occurrences here, as so at least fifty recorded deaths aboard the vessel during the lifetime of the ship was also involved in a fatal accident during World War II when it struck the vehicle vessel Clodora, resulting in three hundred thirty eight 338 deaths, perhaps some of dead from the war and decided to stick around. Indeed, ghostly wails and frantic banging are said to be heard. Occasion from the hull and the bow area are struck with the color in the tragedy. C-O-R-A, C-O-R-O-A. Another one of those there would certainly be a specter that reported in habits of injury room. There are frequent reports of banging, as well as sudden temperature drops, lights floating, the engine room door incipitably hitting up, and London smoke—all said to be doing the doing of a 17-year-old sailor called John Henry, who died in a fire during wartime. A massive abandoned boiler, room accidentally was at least one more another spirit in the former ghost of Byron named John Peddler, who was cr- crushed to by the emergency door here in nineteen sixty six and peers as a ghostly filler in blue overalls wandering the area around the door, known as Door thirteen. There are no certainly certainly other ghosts and phantoms on the vessel, but connected to the war. And in many areas of the ship that seemed to be nagged it's sort of paranormal. But unintentionally entered the area the ship is the first and second class pool areas. A first class swimming pool, once a lavish space of shiny doll an opulent decor, now sits empty and used. Yet, there are often reported of being sound, splashing, or wet footprints, about even though that long being no water in the pool. The spectres of several women in period swim co- suits are also be walking or lounging there behind blinking out of existence or phasing through walls of sight. their particular entities, so to show no awareness, however be observed or other around them, and then largely go about their business, as if they still in a luxury cruise. Both of the ponds are supposedly harboured spirits of several children, who can be heard laughing, giggling, or running around. The most famous of these spirits is called Jackie, and a second-class pool and said to be a girl who drowned during a luxury time liner's play day. Jackie reportedly carries a over a teddy bear, often calls out for her mother. Allegedly, some whistles or hums, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Early, she's also known to hum or whistle, back songs that visitors sing. Some ghost hunters doing this is a fact to draw her out. A companion Jackie is a ghost of a girl called Sarah, who's known to be rather mischievous and prone to acting up. And sometimes tugging and clothing, slap-tapping, pushing, or even slapping guests. Even spookiest still was the ghost at the prowl of the bow-air that leaves behind the smell of the cigarette. is known for sea, growling ominously, leaving the spirits nicknamed the grumpy. Many of the ship's other areas are haunted as well. Some of the staterooms uh, are known to be intensely haunted. In particular, stateroom B stroke three one four. Which is so plagued with paranormal activity, such as light turning on and off, the phone ringing, with no one on the line, facets turning on but by themselves, moving furniture street sheets, ripped off for of the bed, and numerous anonymous noises, is no longer rented out at all. Room, St. Room B474, also has the spirit of the former little girl named Diana, called Diana, who is said to have been murdered there long ago with her family. A shadowy figure of a man wearing a nineteen thirty style suit is also seen wandering about the state rooms on some execrable errand. A shit palais room and nursery is home to a disembodied infant crying and pattering on unseen little feet. The queen's salon and first class lounge is the specter of a pretty woman dressed in a flowing white vintage dress. Who is seen glancing along the corner, and another mysterious woman, in white, is sometimes seen sitting in the front desk late at night. A lobby area is also supposedly to where it is as a spirit wearing a yellow fedora and apparently possessing rotten teeth. Another sorted areas is a ship that haunted and closed a captain's cabin, the helm, a William Churchill suite, which has been permeated by the smell of a of cigar, but spoke so supposedly from the former captain treasurer, Jones, who loves cigars, is also, there is a, there's a ship bar, there is a ghost of the man in 1930s clothing, with slicked-back hair and a top hat, who sit next to an expecting patron and then even of them, talk to them, only to vanish right before their eyes or walk for the wall towards the men's restroom. A promenade is supposed to be haunted by several spirits. One is said to be the man called William Eric Stark, whose life made a mistake of drinking the contents of bottles of cleaning fluid, thinking it was gin. His health would rapidly deteriorate, deteriorate, even, until he died of a fit of coughing and choking. And this choking gagging, ganging thinks uh, it ghosts to as well. Stark and apparently be seen as a figure around the promenade, hacking and coughing, even in death. Also in the promenade is the ghost of a boy, five to six years of age, who is called Daniel. This particular ghost is always seen wearing blue clothing, I can be spotted wandering about the promenade and observation bar, uh, often just standing in the dark, staring at the people. Others assorted phenomena throughout the ships include shadow figures looming about or looming behind visitors, a permanent feeling of being watched. Moving or levitating objects, ghost lights, banging, knocking, disembodied voices of footsteps, electrical malfunctions, drastic temperature found at numerous expert numerous unexplained odours, and many more others, to the point that HMS Queen Mary holds a reputation of being one of the most intensely haunted places there is, cruise ship or otherwise. None of these accounts of anything or or anything one wants to encounter on a cruise which is supposed to be a relaxing time living in laparacty far from the stresses of daily life yet much reports continue to come in proving there must be more than just living guests aboard these travelling vacations Cruise ships are actually not completely divorced from depths of mystery, strange mysteries, so in a way they seem like perfect breathing rounds for such anonymous reports. And if you find yourself on the tape, just look around and take it in the surroundings, as your room might be double-booked. An entity beyond your understanding. A alleged account of a f- uh, witness seeing a flying goggle t- encounter in Tampa, Florida. I had an instant in Tampa, Florida, a winged creature of sighting. Driving to work early in the morning I was about it wasn't dark but quite daylight out, going around a curve in the road, knowing I'm coming up to light. It's always red and I have always have to stop. For one of the only times I can remember, somehow as was a vehicle stopped at the intersection. I t- knew I needed to keep an eye on the light, so looking up, waiting for my turn in the green, I just happened to catch something moving along to my left. It was a flying right from right to left, south to north. I won't lie, I did not see it for long, but just in that one to three seconds it was clear. I could possibly imagine it looked like a gargoyle. Large back like wings, hands, crutches up, up tight in front. Legs kind of crutches up as well, quite long, wings don't flap. Now I don't no, I don't claim I have the world's greatest eye, or an expert on all things relating to distance, but I know what I look, it looked like. It's certain of its size, being, being about a large man. I know it wasn't that far in front of me. I had lots of objects in my foreview to help me to get a good perception. Could I have been anything other than a gogo oh, Of course, I'm not crazy. That's just what it looked like. So, this is the Ghostman Show, and I've been covering paranormal um goat cruise ships, and the weird books that both have been written by an alien talking about God and the universe. And I have just told you about a goggle possible sighting. Is this any of this true? It's up to you, the listener, to suss out. It's not for me, it's for you, to think what to do, what to say. I just think you should know about it anyway. This is the time we ought to know. I have to say hello and goodbye. Ah oh, yes, so that's it. Yet again, I've come to the end of my own show. This is the second one this week. I think this will probably be a Tuesday episode one. But yes, I think it is a Tuesday one. I never know. I get confused with the, if I'm out on a Monday or Tuesday I know if one of them comes out. I hope you're listening out there. Yes, I'm whittling on yet again, because yet again I've come to the end of the episode. And I've run out of material yet again. Oh, my God. You are completely useless. Yes, I may be. But I'm calling you out over there. Anybody listening to me on com? why not look me up? and give me some information about anything you see, like a UFO, a ghost haunting, or anything of the above. I would give you my email over the the, uh, radio, but I'm too wary that I may end up with... But, hey, why not? If you have a witness report of a ghost, paranormal activity, monsters, Bigfoot anything that you wish to be on this show I will talk about it if you send it to me I will mention it please send any information to MA rains eighty eight at gmail dot com that's correct MA rains eighty eight at gmail dot com spell rains as R A I N E S please So there you are, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for actual witness accounts of ghosts, aliens, UFOs and much more. So why not give it a try folks, I will put you on there if you wish me to mention your name. I will mention it, I don't mind. It's entirely up to you. I won't force it, but I'm looking forward to your replies. I hope to get a few. I hope to put it on the show, because this is what it is about. I like to put eyewitness accounts as well, because I've mentioned before about my own near-death experience. If you haven't heard me, it's a go back and listen to one of my ghostmen, the Ghostman shows on AlbionRadio.com. So I hope you're enjoying your wet and lovely week that we have in the UK. It's been lovely, lovely weather, hasn't it, folks? I just wonder if there's any evidence of UFOs interfering with the weather. I know years ago the Russians and Americans were looking into how to control the weather. I don't know how much is true. Something about silver. I remember something to do with silver. I can't remember what it actually was. But hey, goodbye, 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 goodbye. Welcome, and listen to the Coastman Show on AlbionRadio.com.